have you seen that graph from 2013 when Britney Spears released Work Bitch? And since then, unemployment has kept dropping. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? So in honor of that, I thought we would... <laughs> Speaking, Speaking of, of which, which. <laughs> I thought we would talk about like our careers oh, and like our goals who? and the workplace who? and what we do in the workplace. Yeah. Okay, that sounds great. I um want to start off by saying I have no idea what we're going to talk about with that today. I'm kind of letting Skylar lead the show again and he's got a lot of notes. But um <laughs> I think Virgo. this is perfect because part of the reason why I'm letting him run the show is because so like maybe I shouldn't admit this on the internet but have <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember that feeling when like you waited to the last minute to do uh, a make or break project for school and like you knew that this project was either pass or fail and it's the night before and you know that you have to stay up all night and you probably won't have enough time to finish it still that's the kind of boat like I'm in right now with a project at work so I'm taking an hour to film the podcast, and I, my mind is all about work. <laughs> so I thought that... I bet that... you Imogen completed all of her, like, big tasks five days in advance, but still freaked out about it. Yeah, if you guys don't know who Imogen is, get on this. She's one of our best friends. At Imogen Walters underscore. Yeah, and <laughs> we uh, talk about her every podcast, but maybe there are some people out there that don't know who she is and how could you not know Imogen Walters yeah you know, I don't know but maybe we should pl- we plug her I'm just plugging her plugging, plugging her. her hey Imogen I'm plugging you plugging you anyways so, so yeah that's where I'm at <laughs> here's my first question just to jump right in all right what if any career goals do you have for yourself right now whoa that's a big freaking question <laughs> um career goals that I have for myself so right now it's harder for me to think about my career goals because we're so focused. I've mentioned this in a couple of the more recent podcasts on George and I getting out of debt. And we have a lot of debt combined with student loans and our cars. And we had a lot of like little bullshit things that we paid off. And this is our first month really going at it. Second month, sorry, second month going at it. We just completed our first month. And in my mind, I know by the time that we kind of bring that down a whole lot, we're going to have like a lot more leeway for me to be able to jump possibly out of a day job into a full-time career with tarot and YouTube and things like that. Wouldn't that be so epic? Could you have, being a kid, could you ever have imagined being able to do that? Yes. <laughs> maybe that's, Me too. Maybe that's why. I mean, yeah, it is. I know where you're going with that because you're trying to like say like, wow, wouldn't that be incredible? Mm-hmm. And it is. And that's why I'm working for it. But that's a good question because I have goals, but I know that until I just have to keep it's complicated. Yeah. Like it is. It's kind of like, yeah, it's weaving in and out. I, I have a goal that I have to meet before I can really jump in. I'm I suppose just, that. That part doesn't matter. So, like, yeah. let's say you ha- were debt-free. What would be your career goal right now? Mm. I would be working from home. I would be doing tarot readings, doing courses. Basically, I'd be doing everything that I'm doing right now with the side hustle, as I call it side hustle, but it would be my main hustle, and I would be able to Regular devote... Regular hustle. Yeah, I'd be able to devote so much more time to writing books or producing courses or... Um, you know, creating artwork that I could sell alongside of what I'm doing, you know, astrology or tarot based artwork that that's what I would really like to do. Well, I think that you should drop all of that so that we can follow my dream 
remember when yeah. I said I wanted to open up that Victorian mansion and you and I run Hogwarts? Well, I'm still down for that. There's not going to be any time why? for you to do anything that you want to do because why? You, have why to, you have to be running the show. Okay, well, why don't you take a second and describe and then I'll tell you how we can combine those two things. <sighs> okay. I think these listeners right now So are if you're love a listener, this. let us know if you would come to our Hogwarts. <laughs> Because Sammy and I would have the most epic, beautiful home, and you would... So cool. Oh my god, we talked about like getting people sorted into their houses and yeah. shit. Like, yeah. It would be epic. Yep. And you could sign up for all the courses you wanted to take. I want that to be my career. Yeah. I don't know how to make it happen, because I keep forgetting to Google how to, how to make... <laughs> Like how to make a business.com. I don't know. www.sex.com. So once. Okay, but it's I, over for those bitches once I buy how to business for dummies. Yeah, exactly. No, I think. I don't know if you really sold it very well. You didn't really explain it, but it's really cool. It's I mean, a, it's basically. A work in progress. Basically, he wants to have like a real life getaway school that you can go to that there's different. Um, teachers or different mm-hmm. people that are teaching courses that are or all it's just on, you and i <laughs> or it could it could be just you and i we could do like a retreat kind of thing or like a you know you come and you stay and it would be kind of like a house or like a it would feel like you're going away for a be week so or a weekend epic. and there's a whole bunch of different things i mean we could do yoga or meditation and do tarot courses or astrology or whatever it is and there could be different people helping us out but basically it'd be like a massive metaphysical getaway Mm -hmm. but themed around the idea that you're like going away to hogwarts just going somewhere magical yeah just going you're you're taking like an actual like witch vacation you know so cool (laughs) yeah why couldn't I combine what I want to do and what you're doing and like... Because I wanted all eyes on me. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> well, that Duh. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So that but leads we into my like next question. Shop to, oh, and all God, of like the gift my shop. art prints. You would have no, there would like, be so much shit in there. I would call Llewellyn, sell every deck you have in there. Exactly. I want walls and walls and walls and walls of decks. Well, yep. Yep, exactly. Oh God, we'll we can, call Red we Wheel Wiser library. and get literally all of the, like, a cop, copies of the books that they I have. I want to have a witchy library where everyone can go in there and, like, read. Yeah. Like, every book you <laughs> You should imagine. have seen Skylar's face oh, just now. God. He was like a little kid just, coming down to see the red bicycle <laughs> on the, Just speaking the about a big wall of books, it is nutted. It is. Skylar. <laughs> get it together. So... Speaking of all that, speaking of which, speaking of which, how does your spiritual practice right now influence your work? Like, I was hoping you would fuse the two things you, together. If yeah. you didn't have a spiritual practice, how would you be different at work? Like if you didn't have, oh, I'd be unbearable. <laughs> I would be unbearable. Um, for a while, my spiritual practice was okay, and then it just wasn't enough, and that's when therapy really had to come in key because. I feel like I was just doing the same generic like spiritual rituals or or practices at home or on my way to work or whatever and it had become too generic and I was just like seeping negativity into everything that I was doing and like letting stress and anxiety just kind of overtake me. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it came to a point where part of like a big part of it going well is therapy and being able to have someone to talk to and to vent about or to like work out whether I'm being over dramatic about something <laughs> or whether it might be a little insane the things that I'm talking about you know but um I mean I have 
certain oils that I bring to work. I have certain crystals on my desk and I have tarot or oracle decks that I bring to my desk. And I think that helps me a lot when I get to work and I shuffle a a card Mm -hmm. and I don't make it a big thing. I normally just do like one card and it's like, I normally just ask, what do I need to know for today's work day? And that's kind of nice to kind of set into like a good, good vibe for the day. I do have this oil from the witch's moon box that's called uh, the witch's shield. And it's basically about like using it to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And at first I was like, oh, this will be like really, really great. Um, Because if I'm feeling like, you know, I'm under attack. Yeah. Or I'm seeping like my personal life into, you know, I really try to keep things separate, but it's hard. But like I've noticed that when somebody comes to my desk, like immediately when they leave, I'm like, I'm putting this on. I don't want no one to bother me again. And I'm using it more so just like everyone leave me the fuck alone oil. Oh, rename it. <laughs> yeah. Leave me the fuck alone oil. I literally oil. will rewrite it with Sharpie on the outside. Leave me the fuck alone oil. What about you? Okay, but you have three freaking jobs. So how do you? So I wouldn't be able to have all three if I didn't have what I have in terms of spirituality and like i look forward to going to the gallery and i look forward to going to the hotel because it gives me time to randomly google things that i'm it gives me like a dedicated time where i don't feel guilty mm-hmm. about being on the internet and surfing my interests yeah because i'm getting paid yeah to surf the internet for my interests. yep exactly so that's when i like read psychology articles and write posts for my instagram yeah and, like gather that kind of information yeah but also when it comes to working all those hours that i work every week because like it comes out to like 55 which is a lot but it's also not that much because some people clock in 60 for salary jobs it it probably feels like a lot more though because you're like going from place to place it depends yeah um on the day someday like on fridays i work from 6 a.m to midnight that's too much. That day feels really long every Friday. <laughs> yeah, I bet. But when I wake up, there's like this meditation practice that Tara Brock taught me. And it's where, let's say you're feeling exhausted. Instead of saying, I'm exhausted, literally without this practice, I wouldn't be able to do it. I would just say, I, would, I don't say I'm exhausted. I say exhaustion is here. Oh. Uh, tiredness is here. And instead of fighting that feeling of being tired, I just say, oh, I'm a person in a tired body. And somehow it, like, lets you keep going. I don't know how it works. I wish I could do that. I would feel way too, and like... I totally float away from my body. And I, oh. and I feel like, not in, like, a, I left my body kind of way, but... Yeah. Oh. You're able to disconnect from it, or...? Disconnect doesn't feel like the right word, because the purpose of it isn't to disconnect. It's to connect with your body Yeah. in a way that isn't judgmental of it. Oh, body, you're tired. Oh, well. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, Keep working. Well, we only have 12 hours left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have the color mage oracle, and so I just thought I'd... What's the next question, and I will pull okay. a card. What is your relationship with authority at work? Oh, God. <laughs> I have this horrible pattern, and I, I, I can't... I don't know how much I'm willing to, like... Yeah, I don't want to bad talk my <laughs> my coworkers or bosses or anything because I I'm well, I mean, very like, fortunate. It could be in general, you know, like yeah, no, but there is there is a pattern that I've noticed, and again, my therapist <laughs> has brought up, you know, that I that I'm literally I've gone to two to three two or three past jobs back, and if you look at the archetypes that I surround myself with, they've always been 
small family-owned businesses. Nobody, um, no, like not many coworkers. Maybe like seven or eight. It, our floor ghost is awfully noisy. <laughs> he's, he's eating animal. He's eating animal he's crackers. Like, he just like mouthed. I'm so sorry. He's no. digging. Yeah, all the archetypes have basically been like the exact same, um, in the same situations, in the same like personality problems. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I'm having an issue with a coworker or with somebody at my work, I've noticed that that there's pattern. There's no HR to go to. Yeah, there's no HR to go to, and it's like the same pattern that I've had for the same last two jobs. So it's like, how much of it is actually on that other person, and how much of it is on me? You know, I do feel like there's a, a weird balance of like, no, sometimes those people really need to get some shit together. But at the same time, like, why do I consistently keep putting myself into work places with those dynamics? Um, so that's what I'm well, willing to talk answer? about. What's the answer? Draw a card. Oh, okay. I like that. Um, why does Sam I feel like putting yourself into awkward Why do I keep dynamics? doing this to myself? <laughs> no, I feel like it's, you know, there's obviously a lesson to be taught here. Oh, oh, oh. Is that ochre? It's uh, minos, um. and it is sacrifice. Mm, interesting. Oh, you feel like you need to sacrifice yourself in order to get anywhere. You know, I do feel like I, I one of my big shadow things oh, in life my, has been dealing with self-worth. And I've talked about this a little bit on my YouTube channel and, and, and even on the podcast and things like that. Self-worth has been something that I've really tried to be very conscious about how I'm good or not good at dealing with it. <laughs> yeah. And I do feel like I put myself in positions with like a day job type situation where I place my self-worth on the status at that job or how mm -hmm. how the upper management might view me and if they don't view me well that week that I'm a horrible person. Well, I guess in terms of your relationship with authority in the workplace, yeah. do you consider yourself obedient? Um because me, obviously, absolutely, yeah. I am 100% obedient. So, I am I am, yeah, but yeah, I would say that I am. It's a kind of a sticky situation. I'm like, well, it's a it's more so like in my current situation, sometimes it's a little difficult to be obedient because there isn't a lot of a, mm -hmm. a lot of like authority or a lot of like Or if they're asking you something impossible. No, it's not so much more like that. It's more so like there isn't a whole lot of direction to be like good with. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, it's very open and fluid, and it leaves you guessing, like, am I being obedient? Am I not? I'm not really sure. <laughs> am I following the rules? What am I know? supposed to be doing right now? <laughs> so, like, I would say so-so. Like, there there just isn't a whole lot of direction from upper management in the in the position that I'm at now. And that's all I'm comfortable with saying. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I Yes, I do. I think I am obedient. I consider myself 100% obedient and amazing at letting other people tell me what to do. Yeah. I am totally cool with being told what to do, but I need you to be confident in yeah. what you're telling me. That's where I, I think I, I have struggle. I've had jobs where people that were giving the guidance weren't confident with their guidance. Right. So then I wasn't comfortable 
fulfilling the guidance. Yeah, I think that's where I fall apart, really. Is mm-hmm. if you don't know what you're trying to get me to do, then I get frustrated and I will either rebel or I will sass back. Like, <gasps> what are we doing here? Like, am, are we, are we not? Like, you need to know if you're going to give me some sort of task or you're going to give me some sort of, like, you know. I will be obedient if I know what I'm being obedient for. Absolutely. That makes sense. Anybody well, feel the same? Anybody? Oh, surely. The same? What job do you know you could never do? Oh, I could never be um, like a surgeon. Uh, never. Never, ever, ever, ever. I am like the most squeamish person in the whole world. Like somebody gets a paper cut and tries to show me and I feel it and I want to vomit. <laughs> I, I am so dramatic. I don't know what it is, but I, there's no way I would be able to like cut someone up and I think it's probably one of the most amazing careers that you could do like anything in the medical field actually like nurses and doctors and surgeons and anything like that is so impressive to me like bodily fluids and dealing with patients I I hate fluids I just cannot ever imagine myself like cutting somebody open Mm -hmm. the body makes more than blood guys there's all sorts of fluids floating around a lot of shit in there as well as actual shit yeah actual poop is floating around inside you yeah i know i would never ever be able to like i don't even want to go as extreme as a surgeon that was intense surgeon probably like even just as minimal as like a nurse (laughs) i don't know if i could even do that i couldn't be a plumber yeah i hate poop do you Oh. That that means, but you know, building George onto is that, the same way. Like, I could not be a nurse cannot. because I could not clean poop. Yeah, because at the hotel, I've had to plunge people's toilets before because yeah. that's my job as yeah. the front desk agent. Like an old, gross smoker man will be like, "Shunny, I'm gonna need you to come up to my room with a plunger oh, because no. I've made a big mess." I don't know something. Really? something <laughs> Something disturbing. And I'll get there and the toilet is overflowed. Poop is on the floor. Ew. And I'll be like, I'm a plumber. I make $11 an hour. <laughs> I um, I I would still take the poop over like trying to. You would take the poop I would never be over able a to... surgeon. Yeah. Because I can handle like being nauseous or like wanting to vomit from poop. But I would never <laughs> be able to give someone stitches. Really? Like no, I would never ever I be able to do would that. Rather I would be up. doing it and feeling it on myself, can, and it would yeah. be awful. Like I could never do that. I guess with the poop, you don't feel that when you have to. Throw yeah, it you up. just like feel like it's really gross, and you're like nauseous and stuff. You know, if I need to, I'll throw up and I'll keep doing it. This is a great podcast. <laughs> this is going really well. I've actually thrown up and kept plunging before I. <laughs> That is oh my God. so triggering. Oh my I actually God. have to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's my answer. Definitely would never be able to be a surgeon. So, like, you're in therapy now. <laughs> we talk and, about every podcast because I'm obsessed. And, you know, like, we, we shuffle cards. We have this podcast. We're generally self-aware people. We are. I, I was thinking, like, in what ways are you? can you currently feel yourself evolving and changing in the oh, workplace? that's such a good... Um, Oh, God. Well, the first thing I thought of was, uh, I can't even talk about this is hard. Okay. I have felt myself. I, okay. How am I going to describe I kind of know what you want to say. You can say it in okay. a way that isn't bad. Okay. So I have been someone that's always been really 
like I said, I've placed a lot of my self-worth on how I do in a job or career setting, whether it's, you know, my pay scale or my workload or whether I'm like always busy or how I'm being viewed. Like there's a lot that goes into that, that sentence of like, you know, my self-worth is my job. Mm -hmm. Um, but there came a point to where I was for the last couple years really sewing my personal life and my job life and everything was just together like if they called me and I would answer and I would get stressed even when I left or like just it became kind of toxic and and together and something happened at work that was like a big tower moment for me and somebody that I felt very close to recently and after going to therapy literally right after it happened you know, I was becoming aware of like the things I was saying and communicating were really unhealthy with like, if I'm not a good person, because this one situation happened to me at work, or, you know, that's as, yeah. that's as much as I can explain it other than being like extremely annoying and vague. But basically, what <laughs> I'm getting brand. at is that I've through therapy and through being aware of it in this situation, been able to like, unravel myself more from my job and my personal life. Like I've always said I want to keep it separate, but emotionally and mentally it was never separate. It was just like technically on paper very separate. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't really talk a lot about personal stuff at work and I really, you know, whatever. So, I've feel myself evolving very quickly with being able to separate this is work, it's just a job. I love it and I want to do well and I don't want to like slack off and just say it's just a job. But I can disconnect my emotions and my mind from when I leave. Because I'm not salary. I'm hourly. And when I'm not working, (laughs) I'm not fucking working. (laughs) Don't call me. Don't text me. Don't, you know, like. And that was that was a big thing. You know, it was like kind of weighing on my relationship as well. Like at any point or any moment, like you could be on call. I would just kind of emotionally let it wreck my day if I was like seeping it into, you know. I think that's Virgo energy. It really is. Yeah. To just like let work wreck our day. Yep. Because story of my life and the anxiety. I think that's the the biggest way I've evolved, but only since moving here to Michigan. When I moved here and I got all my jobs. Yeah. Uh, because I have so many jobs, each individual job isn't necessarily so important anymore. Right. Like, if one hits the fan, yeah. bitch, I've got two more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? And I think you realized how easy it was to move across country and immediately get multiple yeah. jobs. I think that's something mm-hmm. that's like really you better work, shocking. Bitch, you know? Yeah, you better work, bitch. Um, I think that's something that I think a lot of people forget is like, Oh, how am I going to? If I lose my job, what am I going to do? Like, you're going to you get, get another one. Job. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get another it one. It does become a little difficult when you're when in situations like me. When you've like got me, good pay and yeah. you're in a very specific field, like like me Literally at the like gallery. Samantha. Yeah, like I've got a very good pay scale now. I've worked really hard for that, and you know, the gallery setting that we're in. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're going to find something comparable to that field, I'm going to have to go out of state. It feels like it's it feels not, impossible, but I always like to remember it's not impossible. No. It's just difficult. For sure. For 
for sure. And I totally agree with that. But it is different than like, you know, working at a hotel when you've had multiple hotel jobs and you know you literally could get a hotel job anywhere. Yeah, I could walk into a hotel and yeah. like put my little hat on and suddenly I work there. Yeah, That's... so there, there is a difference. And I can see how if people like have been at a job for like 25 years and like that would be traumatizing to yeah, think about that's really that's like a divorce so that's like you know that's Dude, that's a lot see, emotionally in to the, separate um, from in the news the hardware store i work at has been all over the news the past week for suddenly laying off like thousands of people mm-hmm. yeah and some of them with no warning mm-hmm. and they have been there for like a decade yeah i know one of that i know someone that yeah. That, really? Yeah. It's traumatizing. So I can see why it would feel impossible to go out and get another job in that scenario. Yeah. Because you'd be like, well, this is all I know how to do. But I feel like all skills are transferable. Yeah. Because when I worked back home in College Station, I was like, I'm a little dumbass. I don't know how to do nothing. I'm just yeah. a small town boy now. Yeah. But no, I was like, actually, no, I know, I know how to do a lot. <clears throat> you know, it's funny. We were talking to, I went camping over the weekend again, which was wonderful. <laughs> um, but we were talking to uh, one of the girls that we were camping with and she has been at her in her field for years and years and she got let go of her job like pretty much really unexpected randomly. like randomly and she loved it and she had you know pretty good pay and pretty good hours she was really comfortable there um but she went out and like did like seven different interviews and then she had different jobs like calling her with better pay and like um so she ended up getting a psyched. job like yeah like a week and a half later she ended up getting a job with like her you know, old boss that she already knew that she already loved that. Like it was a great environment. Like she already, she knew guaranteed that she was going to have a good time at this job and be treated well. And as much as I'm sure it felt like the world was over when she lost that job out of nowhere, she has a very much like everything happens for a reason. And now I'm in a better situation than I could have imagined kind of thing so i do always try to keep that in mind but sometimes it is really difficult to mm-hmm. especially it's when like you're an really ego thing in. like let's say one day the hotel it called me yeah. and they were like you're a fucking idiot never come back I'm which sh- is by the way a big possibility <laughs> <laughs> so you guys will be the first to know when that happens <laughs> i would feel devastated not because like oh no i need to find a job i'd be like am i an idiot am yeah. i not worth keeping around you see know? that's the whole self-worth thing that yeah. like i'm talking like it's just a job like it doesn't mean like all those people that lost their jobs at the hardware store it doesn't mean that they're bad it just means that they were getting rid of those positions they, and they were trying to cut back or they're trying to make shifts in the company like it wasn't mm-hmm. personal with those people it sucks because corporations can just snip tons of jobs I, at any moment if i work moment, at a corporation but... i have to remember they don't necessarily care about you no you know like yeah if you're just an extra number then you're gonna get cut yeah so i have to remember not to invest too much emotionally mm-hmm. into like a superstructure. yep it does make it a little harder when you have a situation like the galleries were especially you know, when you there's... don't work at a corporation and you know like it's family there's, members. There's like five people, and it's yeah, just exactly, those five people. exactly. If I got let go, it'd be a different story. It wouldn't be like, um, we're downsizing the company. It'd be like <laughs> we're downsizing we don't from want five to, to four. We don't want you to work here anymore. <laughs> we hate you. You're, you didn't do a good job. <laughs> you know, um, good questions. Do you consider yourself good at your job? Mm-hmm. 
Next question. Yeah. Really, I, <laughs> That's I, pretty I, much um, all that I'm, needs to be said. I'm really good at my job. I'm pretty good at my jobs. Yeah. I kind of feel like an idiot sometimes at the hardware store because... I feel well, like you're out of your element, but you're probably working Definitely out really of my well. element because it when I'm like organizing it. tools and like organizing different types of screws... Like, before I worked there, I did not know what a Phillips head was. In fact, I still don't. Really? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's very confusing at first when you're, like, organizing hammers and you're trying to, like, learn what a hammer is which. That's probably really good just, like... Base knowledge? General, yeah, yeah, general knowledge. I know about, like, different crowbars now. Did you know there's different types? Yeah, there's so much. Just fucking new. I did. Oh. But like, I'm a lesbian. No. <laughs> and that's you know not a joke. I'm can, not a slight on lesbians. I literally am a lesbian. program <laughs> a sprinkler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yes, you bougie, though. Program a sprinkler. That's bougie. Real okay, bougie. Um, okay, well, actually, this one, we questions. kind of talked about this, but... Yeah. Um, so... How does your work tie into your identity? Especially having worked somewhere prestigious, quote-unquote, like you do now, could you ever go back to a normal job? I think that's part of... That's such a good question, and you're right. We did sort of talk about it, but I think that that's part of my... Like... When when someone asks me what I do... It's complicated. (laughs) No, not at all. When somebody asks me what I do, there's this sense of, like, pride... To mm-hmm. be able to say, I work, well, I work for the world's top glass art gallery. Like, I work at a high-end, fine, contemporary glass art gallery. That's and, wicked when you say it that Yeah, way. and like, there's something about it that makes me feel like I am, again, worth something. Or that I have, like, quote-unquote, made it. You know, and mm-hmm. even though there's so much more I feel like I could do or move You've up. You've got clout. Yeah, I feel like I have clout <laughs> and like I've gone places. I really have. I've gone places like exhibitions or out of state. And when the job is brought up, like I am able to say like I work here and people will literally um, be like, <gasps> oh my gosh, you work there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it makes me feel like I... Even when I wasn't getting paid that well, mm-hmm. and I, it didn't matter to me because I was able to say, like, I work for a really nice art gallery. Like, little old eight-year-old me would be like, whoa, whoa, she made it, you know? And I still have so much more I want to do and grow up and, like, you know, glow up. I, I, if I had told eight-year-old me I would be sitting next to a glass burger and a glass french fry <laughs> trying to sell it, I would have been like, sounds about right. <laughs> make any sense to to listeners i'm sure but yeah i mean so like i could definitely go back to a normal job because i have two normal jobs and then my one kind of cool one yeah so but when it comes to identity because i have so many jobs i don't even have time to think about my identity it feels like like who am i yeah so when my work ties into my identity it's almost like i'm i've always been a person that works a lot yeah. Like, I like to keep busy, and I like to work a lot. And then we've talked about this before, I think. I feel guilty on my days off sometimes. Like, I really could be working right now and making money yep. and stuff. And See, that's why I pack my off days full of work. And, but I'm just doing, like, my side business. Like, And I don't like that I'm calling it my side business, but that's what it is. Like, 
when I am not working, I am working harder than when I'm really working because <laughs> mm-hmm. from morning till night, I am doing stuff that is going to be elevating another career. Like I'm posting, I'm filming videos or I'm editing videos or I'm, you know, like doing live streams or I'm doing client readings or I'm working on my website. Like there isn't very much time that I dedicate to just not doing anything. So I totally get what you're saying because you don't have that side thing. So when you're not like on the clock at one of your three jobs, you're just... <laughs> I'm at home. You're, you're, you're just hanging out. Like, for sure. I mean, I pulled the Sekhmet card and it says warrior spirit and it's kind of like this really witchy, burnt I love it. Orange it like a, color. Oh, it's like a almost a pumpkin. Yep. And... um. I just have this, like, fire within me to always, like, the hustle spirit within me, it just feels inspiring, and it makes me feel good when I'm constantly trying to work for a better or more, like, elevated status of what I want to do with a career, and I don't know. I feel like it's difficult with the gallery job right now because there is not much more higher that I can go because it isn't like a corporation or anything like that. So it is just more so like maintaining that like I'm freaking awesome because I work here. <laughs> but with the side business, like I could keep there's the sky's the limits, baby. Sky's the limits. Sky's the limits. What well, about you? Well, actually, I have a, another question okay. that isn't written down. Oh, my God. Off the oh charts. God. What is, like, your perception of me in the workplace? That's a really interesting question. What's my perception of you in the workplace? Like, if you had to imagine me at work, like, what do, what do you think I'm like at work? Mm, I think you're probably pretty similar to what... Probably pretty similar to what you are in real life with me. I'm trying to think of, like, maybe an example. You know, what I've thought about is... I, you can answer this because I don't know. Like, if you aren't given direction, are you doing something? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can see you maybe being like, as soon as you have a task, like, you're all in. You're going to do it. Like, you're going to make the most of it. And you might talk or you might, like, mm-hmm. joke around. and you, But you'll be, like, getting it done. You'll try to do it as well as you can. Um, but then like, if no one's giving you anything, you might just walk up and down the aisles kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of my perception of how you do, like maybe how you are at work. I don't know. That's kind of a hard question too, though, because you have three very different jobs. So that was more so maybe for like Lowe's where that's more structure and things like that. Lowe's is so structured that there's no such thing as not having a task. Yeah. I could show up there every day for like a hundred hours a week and still have hundreds of things to do. Right. Because it's, it, the store is ungodly huge. Right. I could, and we move like hundreds of thousands of dollars of merchandise yeah. every day. Yeah. Insane amounts of money are coming in and out of those doors. Yep. So like, as soon as you fix something, it's ready to be fixed again. Yeah. So that's kind of nice for me. To always have something to do, but at my my other two jobs, yeah, like at the hotel, if there's no one at the front desk checking in, I ain't doing shit. Yeah, I'm standing there. There are things I could be doing, but I'm not doing them. Right. I only work there like one day a week. Right. Maybe two days a week. At states two days a week, but I don't work there enough to care. And then at the gallery, you're right. Without the direction, that's my fun time. 
Yeah. To, you know, Google. <laughs> Just to be clear, too, like, we work at a, we work at the same gallery, but we're in different locations. So, like, I really don't mm-hmm. know how Skylar spends his day. I and sit stuff by like myself like, in an office next to Glass Burger and a glass ketchup and a glass cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and I try to sell it to people that want it. Yeah. But, like, I think, I don't know. I feel like. I don't feel like you when people come in like i'm very personable like i feel like i'm really good at my jobs yeah but i've always thought that i really could put more of myself into my jobs but i don't feel like you care i don't care why would you i don't know i've got bigger things in my mind Mm -hmm. you know like what happens when we die (laughs) where's god (laughs) you know it's hard to invest myself my mermaid spell work (laughs) i think about that all the time (laughs) 24 fucking 7. Yeah, I mean, good question again. Okay, how much pressure can you handle? It's a tough question. Um, I'd say you can handle a lot of pressure, but once... This is my perception. Yeah. Samantha can handle a ton of pressure, but the second she puts even a finger over the line... That shit's over. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, if I put it over the line? Like, what yeah. do you mean? Like, I have a I have a, a max, and my max might be way higher than a lot of other people's. Yeah. But as soon as I put a toe as as over my toe line, over max, it's crumbling. It's going to be over. Yeah, it's crumbling. No, that's... that's. And then for me, before my toe even makes it to the line, crumbles. <laughs> Skylar was working with me one day on something, and I was, like, trying to explain it, and... I was very close to my toe going over the line, and he his line was, like, way further down than mine, and so I was, like, hovering all over his line, and I was, like, trying to explain something, which I thought was pretty simple, but he was just looking at me, like, no. What the fuck? Like, no, are you, absolutely Are you talking about when we were putting the price tags? tags? Yeah. I still don't know what the fuck you were talking about. So... You were like, it can't face the door, but it can't face the wall. It's gotta <laughs> face the southern. person, but it can't face this person if they're coming in from this direction. Also, that's just wrong. <laughs> so, like, I was like, oh my god, first of all, I'm exhausted. And second of all, it's just a tag, you know? But then you're like... It's more than a tag. It is. <laughs> so it is more than a tag. So, and just to give like maybe a little bit for people who are interested, it's kind of interesting. I think it's interesting. Because no, you're right. I had reached my meltdown point by yeah, that time. Yeah. You, I was <laughs> dancing over your line. And to me, I was like, where are you? Because my line is up here. Meet me up here. And you're like, mm, it's 2 30 no. in the morning. And, and I, I was literally, like, I'd rather kill myself I than try and learn. I looked at him and I was like, just go. <laughs> what was it? I'm trying, I'm not picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. <laughs> like just, just go Skylar. <laughs> Please leave. But I, to be honest, like it's kind of interesting about the whole tags. Like when we tag the work, mm-hmm. what I mean by that is like, you know, the information cards, the price, who the artist is and things. There is such an art to placing those tags as well because there we have a lot of gray pedestals and a lot of the rooms are gray but our tags are white so when you're looking at a room like if you're a client or if you're someone walking into the gallery and you walk into a room and you're looking at all these pedestals and all these pieces you want your first glance to just be the pieces you don't want to see these white little tags all over the place because it kind of moves your eyes or darts your eyes around from being drawn to the artwork so it's kind of 
it's kind of weird to explain at 2.30 in the morning when we've already worked hours and hours and hours. <laughs> but it is something that's kind of important to setting mm. up the gallery. Like, there's certain places where you want to put the tags on the pedestals to where you can't see them at first glance. But you can't, you don't have to, like, you know, get out Look of... For yeah, it. you don't have to, like, <laughs> Sherlock Holmes your way into finding <laughs> who made the artwork and stuff. So there's just, like, weird directional placements that you have to put the tags as well as if there's work on the walls you don't want to look at the walls because you can't really hide the ones that are on the walls um they're just there but you want to make sure they're all like at the same eye level wherever you put the tags they want them to kind of be consistent all the way around the room so they're not dancing up and down it's basically a sales tactic you know what Mm -hmm. i mean but it's also just aesthetically you know, you're Very setting, pleasing. you're setting, you're setting up a gallery to be, you know, beautiful. But we had just if you're interested on why and what I was explaining, <laughs> it's kind of a cool thing to know and to think about. Because now, just even thinking about when I learned that or when I'm doing that, and I go into other stores or other places, like I'm always aware of like where are you putting your price tag or where how are you setting things up? Like if you're not again just like a generic yeah. corporation, if you're like you know, a, a personal business or if something. If you're a Meyer. Yeah. Like, how are you, how are you setting up the information on your pieces? Like, is it big neon signs or is it like, do you have to search for it? Like, I don't know. It's kind of interesting the to me. Room, you have no idea how much any of that stuff is until you get to the counter. Right. That's a nice little witchy shop near us is what, what uh, he's talking about. But yeah, we had broke, we had reached those points. And it so was it's a- it depends on the environment yeah. for how much pressure I can handle. In a hotel setting, let's say I have like 40 people in front of me. It's out the door. I'm the only person there. Not a single room is ready. Housekeeping can't be reached. People are like, where's my room? It's three o'clock. I already paid for it. Why can't, you know, I am a champ. Oh, are you? Oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna need you to sit here. You're not that sit. I'm shocked. It just sounds. It didn't sound like that's where you were going with that story. No, for some reason in those environments, I like leave my body and I like, take charge. <laughs> you say that a lot. You, are you ever in your body? Wait, maybe I've never been inside of it. I don't know. Where am I? <laughs> but I, I can like all of a sudden just direct a crowd. Yeah. When I'm in charge, I don't know why. The first, when I lived in College Station, my most traumatic experience ever in a workplace environment, like, brought, like, I was in the back sobbing. I remember calling you after this had happened, because I was like, "Uh, it's a bad day. Um, So sometimes hotels will oversell themselves. Yeah. So you'll basically, you'll pay for a room, you'll get there, and the hotel sold your room. Because they were banking on you not showing up. And in College Station, whenever there's a football game... The hotel, the, the city reaches 100% occupancy. So that means if you don't get a hotel room, you're not staying in that city. And the nearest city is two hours away. Yeah. So one day we oversold by three. And I had to figure out by myself mm-hmm. how to transport three families of six two hours away. Aww. And it was a nightmare. Because of course, none of those three families had a freaking car. So they yeah, couldn't. And they were just upset in, the, in general. Oh my God, then... so mad. And of course, it's my fault, you know, because yeah. I'm at the front desk. And I'm yeah. like, I swear to God. <laughs> I had no part of that. Yeah. And uh, after that, my heart hardened and I never felt anything at a hotel again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
And that's when the Grinch's and, and heart shrunk five sizes. Turned into a little raisin. And now I'm like, no, Sharon. Oh your room's God. not ready and it won't be ready for 45 more fucking minutes. <laughs> so you're going to go sit in the lobby and you're going to enjoy a nice cup of coffee. Mm-hmm, mm. Mm. I'll give your keys when they're ready. Oh, Thank wait. You. We don't have room. Actually, Bye. I sold your fucking room <laughs> because I hate you. <laughs> Find your own damn room. Yeah. So, <clears throat> anyways, <laughs> what was your best experience in a workplace ever? Oh, uh, <laughs> the best thing that's ever happened to you. I got a real big bonus once, and I'm not at liberty to say how much, but it it was fat. Yeah, um, we had worked really, really hard for a client and basically sold. A A lot. lot. We sold hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pieces at one time to one client. Um, And we worked like four days straight, like all night. And we had stayed, you know, we had, we were getting there like eight in the morning and staying till like 430 in the morning. Like we basically all just stepped up and knew that if this was going to happen, we weren't working our normal hours and that we were just really trying to hustle it. And, um. And it went through, the whole thing went through, and then, you know, the the bosses sat us all down and basically said, like, hey, we did it, we're really grateful, you guys are awesome, we appreciate what you're doing, and they all, basically, basically they handed us all so an envelope. Appreciation. Yeah, they handed us an envelope and said, everyone's got the same amount, uh, this is for, you know, working really hard and getting this done, and it was like, seeing that check was... Epic really insane yeah it was really the feeling was like my whole life has changed and uh and i blew it all away no (laughs) no i i did and i didn't but like looking back um it was definitely in a different in a different money mindset than i than i am now but that was the best experience i've ever had because i felt like like i don't know it was just instant gratification for something that we had worked really hard on that time, that story I just told where I almost killed myself because yeah. of that experience. Yeah. The hotel gave me a $10 gift card to Chipotle as a story. I remember that. I remember recalling. I remember you no, I was like, proud yeah. of it at first. You were and so happy. You're like, oh my oh God, my, my God, boss gave me. I was like, $10 to Chipotle. And then you were like, that's I was like, that's awesome. it. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy for you. Is that <laughs> even a whole Chipotle, though? Yeah. Like, they couldn't have gone 15 for you, bud. Yeah. You can't even get a drink. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. And then I was devastated. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to clean of swords your day. I was like, oh, just kidding. I hate my life. So, okay, I have a question for you. Okay. What environment do you work better in? with multiple people on like a team or do you like having a task and being by yourself and getting it done where we work as a team and every person on the team has their individual task we separate and then come back together as a team oh i like being by myself and i don't want anyone to talk to me (laughs) and i work really really well in solitude i noticed that i used to think that until uh i always thought that i came up with my best ideas by myself yeah. But when Imogen and I bounce off ideas at each other, yeah. they evolve really quickly mm-hmm. into something completely stunning. Yep. So I was like, holy shit, maybe I'm a really good collaborator. Yeah, you are. Like I'm I'm good at mirroring and bouncing and developing ideas. So that part of me is really good for group work. Yeah. But the Virgo in me is like, why is everyone doing it wrong? Mm-hmm. You know? Why is everyone yeah. like 
wrong. Yeah. I don't mind working in a group, and I wouldn't necessarily say I'm bad in a group. I think I'm just a better worker mm-hmm. when I'm by myself. I am less distracted, and I'm I'm nosy. More I watch what everyone else is yeah, doing. Yeah, and like more efficient when I'm. I'm more diligent when I'm like in solitude, basically. Um, yeah, and I get easily distracted by like phone calls or you know if someone comes in or like if someone asks me to do something else like it's very hard for me to kind of keep i mean i'm a fucking gemini like i have big virgo energy big virgo rising energy but i'm at the end of the day a gemini so like any little butterfly that passes by i'm distracted Did you see that picture of that guy that had the sign on his back that said please don't talk to me i have no self-control yeah i'm a gemini <laughs> yeah and i will yeah that's literally me like so it's not so much that i like don't like working in groups or that i can't work with other people it's because i i like i like collaborating too or i like being like okay you're gonna go do this you're gonna do this or like let's work together it always shocks me that other people have like ideas and stuff (laughs) (laughs) like i'll be like at at the hardware store and i'll be like well like four people will sometimes be assigned one project literal group work so it's up to us to divide the work who's doing what and i'll have like this idea in my mind and someone else will be like oh why don't we do it this way and i'm like well why does that make sense (laughs) right wow who knew other people had brains and like had ideas so that was that's always shocking to me yeah but i um I thrive, I think. I think I do a good job. You know what I've noticed with myself, which I I think is kind of, like, contradictory to, like, most of my personality is that, like, I'm a very creative and, like, imaginative and inventive kind of person, but I work best when there's solid instructions, when there's, you know, this is how you do it, it's explained, it's planned out, and I know, like, like very mathematical or very like mm-hmm. instructional i like that more you have the base but you're allowed to do whatever you want outside of it i guess you. if i'm getting like okay if i'm doing a task for a job and it's for another person i don't really like there to be open i don't like there to be i don't mm-hmm. like that i want to know exactly what i need to do and i need to know like a b c d how the steps need to go to get it done which is why I don't really love commission work for people, like artwork-wise. I've just never really loved it because a lot of the times I'll be like, this is sort of what I want, but like make it your own. That's not... What the fuck that's does really, that mean? That's really difficult for me because it's like I'm either going to put do it all how I want and just make something for you and you're going to like it or buy it. Or you're going to tell me or show me a picture like exactly of what you want. Like I'm very hard with that in between. So in my own career setting or my own projects, like if I have my own project, I can do everything I need to do because I'll set my boundaries or I'll set my A, B, and D, and C to follow. But if I'm in a work setting where it's for somebody else, I need to know, like I need structure or I I like structure better. I don't need it, but I work a lot better like that. But I feel like that's kind of contradictory to like how inventive and creative and fluid i tend to be with things it just depends on the freaking circumstance yeah i guess it does but yeah what's your next question shoot at me what what, what's our timestamp? oh Oh, i love that so this one's kind of interesting this is like a statement i came across Mm -hmm. people bring their biases expectations and talents with them into the workplace what are you bringing Hmm. what do you bring into the workplace that you think makes you 
unique. And also, I'm particularly interested in your expectations and your biases. Okay, can you read that again? Because I feel like the second question that you asked me didn't really go with what the so, first part you asked. people bring their biases, expectations, and talents with them into the workplace. Yeah. What are you bringing? Like, out of those things. like Okay. Um... Like, obviously, you bring your talents and your expectations, but, like, what are your expectations in a workplace? What is, like, your three things that have to be in a workplace or you're out? Oh, that's really funny because my answer to this, I feel like, is not going to be for my current circumstance, which is not going to... I don't know. That doesn't make sense, but I I get what you're saying now. Um, What I bring to the table and what I also expect to be on the table Mm -hmm. is organization. It is extremely important to me for things to be organized. Um, And I have extreme organization when it comes to the way that I set up like my um, my Excel, my Excel forms and my lists and my like I have different folders for different things and I keep them very nice and I know where everything's at and I have processes to things and my calendar my planner is very thought out and I know where I'm putting things like I bring a lot of organization to the workplace but I also expect there to be a lot from other people that like basic organization stuff um and you know I found myself in a lot of workplaces that don't have that yeah uh and whether that's good or not I'm not sure I'm not liability to say but it teaches you you how to work it does. It also makes me feel a little bit more important because I am one of the more organized organized persons in the workplace. Something else that I really, um, really like or or that or is really important to me is having a. Um, I I really want there to be a lot of trust and leeway with hours. So it's important for me to be able to if I need to at the drop of the hat, like not come in that day or be able to have an understanding, you know, boss or upper management that can say like, Hey, I understand we'll be okay without you. Um, just work really hard or, you know, double time when you come back in kind of thing, because I absolutely am that person that will like, if I need to take a day off and I wasn't expecting it or I didn't plan it, like I will come back the next day and work twice as hard to make sure that I'm I'm making up for it. But a lot of corporations, which is probably why I've stuck to a lot of like family owned smaller businesses because, you know, there is more leeway for that. Um, I like to be able to work from home. I work really well from home. I like when my workplace trusts me enough to say like okay if she's working from home she actually is working you know um and that's important to me like I don't do very well with like even though I need structure and organization I don't do well in corporations because I know I'm just a number um I have to know that like if something comes up that 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 that's understood I I like like fluid work hours Mm. but I know that when I am working I'm gonna like step up i guess when you said three things Uh, i'm trying to think of the last one um i i love meetings 
the I only am, person ever. Literally, I love meetings. I think it's really, really important, especially in the work environment that I'm at, where it's like there's, you know, only eight of us or so that work there. It's very easy for us to all get together and like have a meeting either once a week or twice no a month or something. The burger guy. No, you're not invited. No one wants you there. Triggered. <laughs> you need to be babysitting the burger. Um, Who else will? <laughs> so it's really important for me to have and know that like everybody in the whole staff is on the same page or we all know like what the other person is doing or because if, if, if we don't have consistent meetings, I feel like things start to crumble because I'm like, well, what is I need help with this person, but I don't know what they're working on. And it's really easy for things and people to just kind of get chaotic and go all over the place. So I love meetings and I show up to meetings and I have like my calendar and throughout the week, like I'll be making like notes on what I need to bring up in the meeting. And I'm basically like, I'm not supposed to be leading the meeting, but my queen of swords comes to the table and I am going over last week's notes and I'm like, running the show i'm like everyone can talk when i'm done talking (laughs) so yeah organization fluid work hours and trust and i love a meeting i love a good meeting you bring different things than me like as necessary things to me first and foremost necessary is uh humor oh and like laughing and having obviously there are times where you get serious at work But it is really important to me that things never get so serious where I become, like, afraid. Or things get so serious that we're all miserable. Like, we're all here for money at the end of the day. Why are we not laughing about it? You know? I don't know. Something... There's something in my brain that demands humor and, like, lightheartedness Mm -hmm. would be one. And then two... Very Pisces ascendant. Phoebe, our our uh, mascot Phoebe is clawing at the door, so she's like ready. After waking up early, mm-hmm. um, I never again ever want a job where I have to be up before five a.m. Oh, ever. Okay. Yeah. Because it is an actual nightmare. When my alarm goes off at four forty-five, I'm like, <gasps> I didn't die. Damn. Yeah. You know. So, See, I so. used to wake up really early. I used to work at Panera, mm-hmm. and I didn't mind it. I liked waking up early. It was difficult for me sometimes, and a lot of it. I'm like really proud of you. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like really proud of you that you are able. Like, have you ever woken up late? No. Yeah, that's not me. Like, I liked waking up early, and I didn't have a problem with it once I was up. But there was a lot of times where I just hit the snooze button and didn't like realize I was hitting the snooze button and woke up and. My someone was calling me, and it was like a half hour after I was supposed to be there, and that feeling is terrifying. Like I don't like that, mm-hmm. but I loved waking up early because then you also got out so early. Yeah, I mean your situation's a little different because you're going to another job afterwards. But I'm off at three p.m. I'm every like day. Proud that you don't ever oversleep. Really, I don't know when my alarm goes off. I like hear it. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's like shocking to some people. Yeah, it really is. Some people are like I slept right through my alarm. I'm like how uh-uh. my alarm. Okay, before my alarm goes off, I'm, I'm actually I actually jolt awake, yeah. and then I hear it go off because my body is primed. That's cool. Yeah, Amazon. I God, I wish I had Prime. <laughs> Amazon Prime. I do. You can use my Amazon Prime. Anything. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, I don't have it because I'll buy things. Okay, I love you know, it. it's yeah, toxic. For sure. I keep. And then, it's toxic. I haven't bought anything on the internet since I moved here. <gasps> That's a lie. 
What did I get? Oh, did, maybe you're going to Barnes & Noble to get things. Oh, yeah. I go to Barnes & Noble to get things now. Yeah. I buy things in real life now to That's support cute. my local businesses. Your local corporation. My local corporate Barnes & Noble. <laughs> it's very important to me that they stay like open because what else would I do when I was bored? Yeah, I love that. And then third, what? Wait, what? What am I bringing again? You only brought one thing so far. I'm, what? I've only brought one. Open thing? up your suitcase of like must-haves, and it's the first thing was humor. Humor. That's must have. Oh, oh yeah. And then the my second, second thing, thing was is the like time. you didn't want to wake up early. Let me show a card for like inspiration. What? Tell me about myself. Judgment. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Um. I think uh, kind of going on this theme right here of like awakening and like truths coming to the surface. When when did we talk about that at all? <laughs> or or I mean like I'm sorry I'm, I'm coming from the okay. theme of this card. Okay okay. <laughs> I was like I don't you, did, did I you black, black out? out? Yeah. I did. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I cannot work in an environment where secrets are being kept from me. Mm. You know there's drama at the top and I can't know because I'm so lowly. You know mm-hmm. like give me the scoop. What's going on? I promise I can handle it. I'm a big boy, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's something that... You're right. That's a big one that's for me, too. That's a big one. I have to feel like I'm trusted with information. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, first of all, I can be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've got a big mouth, but... <laughs> hello. Yeah. Libra Moon. Can't help that. Yeah. You know? And <laughs> uh, don't discriminate against Libra Moons, people. Literally. Um, I like to feel... Things are being communicated to me, and then I'm in an environment where it's safe to like speak up and be like, "Actually, I really am uh, unhappy with mm-hmm. the way that this is going," or I really feel like I'm being ex, you know, being able to communicate and not feeling like it's gonna be the end. Oh, you voiced yeah. your opinion. You're out of here, buddy. Yeah. No, I think those are important things. I think the humor one is something that I've literally never looked for in a job and that I really? could probably use more of. I mean, but we've talked about, again, mm-hmm. my, like, my, day my constant so need to, like, be serious and, like, I don't need humor to get me through the day. I just, like, want to... Mama needs a laugh. Yeah. Mama needs a laugh. Speaking of which, I'm going to go laugh myself into some tears (laughs) as I work away the rest of the night on this big project I've been avoiding. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Great job today, Skylar, with the questions. I I think this is a really good. Oh, yeah, that's. (laughs) No, I mean, I think this is a good topic to talk about. And we've danced around certain things. We talked all the way from poop to like our dreams. Yeah. So, basically. I feel like poop comes up in every episode that we film. That's going to be you. No. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And I hope that you have a really great week. Let us know somehow. Either send us a voice message or... So just on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram us or email us. Let us know some of your answers to the questions that we asked in today's podcast. And we will see you next Sunday slash Monday. Although for the last like 10 weeks, it's been Monday. Monday. (laughs) Um, And yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.